Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Acceptance doesn't mean that you approve. It doesn't mean that you're stamping saying, yes, this is okay. It's that you agree that it's real. That's all. It's a very kind of pragmatic way of thinking about things. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name is Emma. I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're here to give you all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you excel in your career. Hey, Em, and welcome back, everyone. This is an awesome episode, but before we get into that, we have a very special shoot your shot shout out. Who is it going to this week, Em? To lovely Lara, who bought us five coffees and sent in the sweetest message. She said, hi, Sarah and Emma. I was an avid interview boss podcast listener struggling to cut through during my job search. After a coaching session with Sarah and her diagnosis of a convoluted CV, things started to look up. (laughs) Great diagnosis there, Dr. Sarah. I ended up with three job offers in one week. Wow, that is a big turnaround. I made a point of asking every company, why did you choose to shortlist my CV? Each time they said it was your cover letter that gave us an insight into your personality and the way your CV was written gave us great insights into your experience. Now that's what we say about cover letters. It's supposed to be an insight into your personality, not just a regurgitation of your resume. Which is why pasting your resume into ChatGPT to get a cover letter will not work. Yes. Now she (laughs) says, that is a nod to interview boss as I followed your instructions exactly. I just can't thank you enough for your podcast and your coaching sessions. Is that multiple? I don't think so. But like, I think she just means the fact that we offer them. But I went back with Lara, she was one of those ones where we thought it was going to be interview prep, but it ended up being mostly a resume session. And we went through and kind of rewrote and restructured her entire resume. And then I gave it a look again after she made some changes. And and that obviously paid dividends. I'm not a resume writer. I really hate writing resumes, but I can point out when it's like, it's not doing you justice. Definitely. She says, all of the subjects in your podcast episodes are bang on topics for job seekers and are delivered in an upbeat but professional way. When job searching becomes a longer than expected process, it can be so taxing, but your podcast made it bearable and even inspiring. The behind the scenes insights into the recruitment process have been so valuable and I now have a newfound respect for HR and recruitment professionals. Sarah will be delighted to hear that. 
They're a misunderstood breed, according to Sarah. We are so misunderstood, Lara. Thank you. <laughs> it's all right. We've got to breeze through this. No time to get soppy. I know. I'll be recommending your podcast and coaching sessions to everyone I know for a new role. Please keep doing what you're doing. It makes a massive difference in people's lives. You're the best. Lara, that is so, so kind. Thank you so much. Three job offers. And like, how cool is that? She just gets to choose which one. She gets the choice. So good. Now, I'm happy to announce that back by popular demand is our (laughs) listen to this insert situation series. Now, this was born out of me giving a hype up to our listeners before Mm -hmm. the interview. It was your idea. It was fully your idea. It was. I was like, I'm sensing people are so extremely nervous and we tell them to get there early. They need something to do. So first we brought out, listen to this right before your interview. If you haven't heard that, go and listen, save that for a rainy day for when you've had your interview. And It's just a hype up. You want to save it. Yes, you want it to be authentic. Yeah, yeah, and hear it for the first time. And you guys ate it up. People went berserk for this. This is how people would actually find us, which would upset us a little because we put out all this great content and advice and the thing that people are flocking to is a bit of an unhinged (laughs) 10-minute no preparation. (laughs) It's so unhinged. I've listened to it like... I, like this was almost two years ago now. I've listened to it a while later and was like, oh, my God, what are we on about? <laughs> when you're like, yelling at me for not sniffing in time with you, you're like sniff coordinated, like we're breathing <laughs> in and out, doing like a little meditation. Oh, God. But I love it. And the people absolutely ate it up. So then we were like, right, we need to do one for after the interview where you've got all this nervous, excited, you know, energy built up. You need a release. So we did that. And I think that episode maybe single-handedly revived Vanessa Amaro. I wouldn't be surprised if she charts. (laughs) Honestly, I have shares in Vanessa Amorossi. I get people message all the time saying like, I'm blasting her. It works. You're so right. And I I teased you for recommending it. Again, all these things. Emma's right. Emma's right when it comes to this. So she's taking the wheel on this episode. So I thought the next episode we need to roll out is listen to this while you're waiting to hear back from the job. Oh, yes. the waiting period of waiting to hear back from a job, it sends people crazy. It really does. It does. It does. People spiral. It's just people who are ordinarily probably pretty rational people just become a little bit crazy, a little bit panicky, a little bit anxious. Myself included. I too have spiraled during waiting to hear back. It's you're not alone. We're here with you, but we want to help you out this episode is exactly for you. So what you might be going through is maybe you've applied, but it was your dream job and you haven't heard. You're waiting to hear if you'll get an interview. Maybe it's a promotion internally at work or something you've applied for and you know the day that they're going to get back to everyone. So you're like anxiously counting down. Maybe they said you'll hear back Friday and it's now Monday. Or it's now Friday morning and you're like, oh my God, it's going to be today. And you're counting down, looking at the clock every 10 minutes, wondering when your phone's going to ring. Like it's for these moments. Or maybe you never asked specifically for a date, but they just said, you know, we'll get back to you super soon. There was an ambiguous time frame, so you don't know exactly how long. You don't know when to follow up. You're just a ball of anxiety. It's all you can think about. That's what's happening. And what you end up doing too, 
you go back over every single interaction and every word that was told to you and everything that's happened. Oh, well, originally when I applied, they called me straight away. So if I haven't heard now that, well, that must be bad. Or originally when I spoke to the recruiter, they said that the person was leaving and what does that mean? And then they said this and then the manager, then there was a third interview and oh, I don't know what that means. I've seen so many messages in our inbox like this lately, people saying to us like, Hey, initially, you know, this manager reached out to me, but then I just got a message from the recruiter that this manager is now handling it. Is that a bad sign that shows that the company is in shambles and just, you know, clutching at straws, trying to make sense of something? Oh, clutching at straws. That's exactly what it is. Often I read those messages and I kind of think, I'm not sure what you want me to say because I don't know whether it's a bad sign or not. I've got no idea. Like I can guess what might be going on and maybe that's what they want me to do. But in most of the cases that people will send in, I have no idea. I know less than you do, if anything. And so I'm often like, I don't know what to say, but this episode is going to be our reply in future of like, this is what to say. And the answer to all of those situations, thoughts, what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. They are insignificant, inconsequential moments that are occurring because everyone is humans. Maybe the person got sick. Maybe they were always meant to step back into their own role after that and that manager was meant to take over. Maybe someone's mum died and there's a funeral on and so they're taking a little bit longer to get back to you. Like It's life. We've got an episode about this. Maybe it's none of those big extreme things. Maybe they just had a few extra meetings yesterday and they forgot about it. Time got away. Yeah. Like maybe it's really simple. Maybe they're procrastinating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Totally. Or like uh, my boss is in a bad mood today, so I don't want to ask him for approval to offer you the job. So I'm just going to wait until tomorrow. I like that. Humanizing the mundane. Yes. It could be 50 million different things. And Here's the thing. We talk about red flags. I know why you want to think about those things. You have my permission to think about those things and what they mean. If you get the job and you're deciding whether you actually want to accept it or not, you have my permission to think through all of that and decide whether this is a good company and whether things are right for you to accept it and whether you should or not. But when you're waiting to hear back, it doesn't mean anything. This is our tough love component. Yes. It's hard to swallow, but I don't want you getting out the red string, put the red string away, take down the photos off the wall. We're not connecting the dots. We're jumping the gun a little. We're jumping the gun and... The reason that we want to do this is because it feels better when we can try and make sense of the situation, when we can control it, when we can point to something, when we can blame something and go, well, it's okay. I just haven't heard because X, Y, Z. That's human nature. And it's so- Oh, it's because I said that thing. Yeah. If you're trying to pinpoint, like we get it. It's human nature. But the minute you accept that you cannot control those things and there is simply no way to know what's influencing the time it's taking them. Also, the moment you realize this in your wider life, you will be free (laughs) because this is a situation that comes up all the time. Peep a spin-off podcast, Life Advice by Emma. (laughs) You cannot control what you can't control. And also stressing about it and making yourself feel sick, like hyper fixating, 
doesn't achieve anything. If anything, it only puts you through it twice. Say if worst case scenario, you're going to not get the job, right? That's the worst case scenario is you're not going to get it and you're going to be really devastated. Yeah, they're not going to come and fire you from your current job. <laughs> no. no. Like it, it doesn't get worse. <laughs> but hypothetically, if that is the worst thing that can happen, you're just feeling the emotions before you've even heard it. And then once they tell you that, you're going to do it all again. What does that achieve? Yeah, you do it twice. You have to relinquish control. And I really like understanding the difference between acceptance and like condoning something. So in order to accept it, you don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to feel good about it, but accepting it allows you to move on. Because I think a lot of people will be like, but they should have gotten back to me by now. And yes, maybe they should have in an ideal, perfect world. Yes, it would have been lovely if you heard back on the exact day that they said they would, but that's showbiz. Shit happens. And we try and prepare ourselves on this podcast for the world that does actually exist. We try not to get caught up in what should happen the way the world should look, because you guys aren't the right audience for that. I will talk about that, trust me, in conferences with recruiters to try and get them to change their behavior. I don't need to tell you guys how it should work. You already know that stuff. So we're preparing for what the real world is actually like. So the answer to the question, the other question that you're asking yourself, am I going to get the job? I bet you're going over and over that in your mind. You're trying to work out and try and predict the outcome so that, like Emma says, you can have a bit more control. You can mentally prepare yourself. The thing is, is that nobody knows. You don't know. Probably they don't even know yet. I definitely don't know. Nobody else is going to be able to tell you. You cannot know right now, unfortunately. And I know that really sucks, but it's going to help you to be able to accept that for right now. Stop trying to work it out. Something I think can really help here is understanding what the word acceptance means. It doesn't mean you have to agree with or like or control or condone or approve what's going on, but accepting it means that you can move forward. I think a lot of people think of acceptance as in like the inclusion kind of sense, like accepting someone in, welcoming them or whatever. That's not actually really what the word means. It just means understanding that it's true. Mm, that's freeing. Accepting the reality of the situation, isn't it? Because I think a lot of people in our DMs are like upset that it doesn't align with their values. They're like, shouldn't they have got back to me if they really did like me? Or, you know, they did say they were going to get back to me on Friday. So isn't that a red flag that they're liars? Or it's people using their morals lens on them, which is just setting yourself up to be upset. Lots of people use this wrong. Like, for example, people talk about accepting yourself as you are and then people are like, oh, but I want to change my health. I want to be healthier. How do I accept myself and want to change at the same time? Well, acceptance, if you go back to what it actually means, is understanding that it is true. I am this way. Yeah, and that's right. But I want to get this way. Yeah, yes. that's right. That's all it is. Acceptance doesn't mean that you approve. It doesn't mean that you're stamping saying, yes, this is okay. It's that you agree that it's real. That's all. It's a very kind of pragmatic way of thinking about things. I feel like we're therapists of like, acceptance is the first stage of grief. <laughs> Not that this is turning into a grief and sorrow situation, but it really, it's freeing. You have to get on board with this. Yeah, totally. And there's a therapy type actually called ACT and it's acceptance and commitment therapy. So there you go. Um, that's my psych background coming in. I can't tell you any more about it other than that, but yeah. Now, 
Another factor at play that is making us spiral is that we may have this job on a pedestal. You may be spiraling because you're telling yourself that this is my dream job. And I just want to have a quick note here to acknowledge the reality that for a lot of people, this new job can feel like a lifeline to get from A to B, which where you are A, you might be sinking. You might need this job, which is a pay rise to put your kids through school, feed your family. You might need this new job in a new area to get out of a really toxic, awful environment. Or it might be a big career step you've been waiting for and you really want it and you're ready and it's like, oh, I can't control it. Yes. I just want to speak to the fact that there is a million reasons why we're going to care so much. And you care because you're a good person and you care about your career and you're driven and that is all wonderful and amazing. But a lot of the times, if you have this job on a pedestal, this is my dream job. If I will never get anything like this again, that is going to escalate everything and make you spiral beyond repair. So if you haven't, Pause here, go and listen to our episode about taking the job off the pedestal. It will give you a refreshed perspective that it's just another job. Think of some red flags about the job or, you know, things that you might not like. We're going to tone it down to bring us down to a more, you know, level-headed approach. It's just another job and my life is not in the hands of that job. Yep. Totally. And the other thing, once we've moved on from accepting that you cannot tell whether in the future you're going to get this job or not, until you have the contract, you don't have the job. Because that's probably the other category of messages that we get is, oh, but they said that I'm the preferred candidate. Does that mean that I've got the job? They said this, they did this, they whatever, they did something. Does that mean I have the job? Until you've been offered the job, you don't have the job. Or they're worried about certain elements of the role, but they haven't got it yet. Like, oh, you know, but I'm worried about this element of working there. And it's like, whoa, hang on. Until you sign a contract that is not yours, even if you're in talks and they've said, yep, it's yours, it's looking great, it's until you sign your name on the dotted line, we press ahead, you cannot stop applying. Yeah. And you may want to be trying to like pre-make that decision for yourself of like, oh, well, if they offer it, am I going to accept it? Sure. You can have a little bit of an idea in your head, but it's okay for you to just make that decision once you get the offer. I would encourage you, in fact, to not immediately accept over the phone and come back to them so that you can think about the whole thing together. Because someone like me, I have to put that kind of stuff off. If I let myself start <laughs> yeah. pre-making the decision, I'm envisioning how I'm going to decorate my desk. Like I'm, I'm too in. I need to pull back. So for me, it depends what kind of person you are. But for me, no, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. We'll take some time. Yes, you can have your gut feeling and whatever, but we're not thinking about where we're going to sit at lunch and looking up the nearby cafes. We just can't. Don't look up your commute. Don't let yourself do that stuff. You'll torture yourself because it'll feel like you really lost something when you maybe don't hear back or you don't get it. or And it turns it into a whole feeling of loss and makes that rejection more devastating. We have some episodes about dealing with rejection in the job search. That might be a helpful one for you to go and listen to. But until you have that contract, you do not have the job. I might be a little, a little bit harsh, but you don't have the job until you have a contract. So treat it like you don't have it yet. And 
It might feel a little harsh, but the people have been asking for this. They've been saying, I'm going crazy. I'm annoying myself. I'm so stressed. Like, I think people want to be pulled out of that situation. So although this may feel a bit jarring, we we are saying this with love and we're going to give you something to focus on. We're not going to ruminate anymore. And your job is to push ahead. So this is what you're going to do. You are going to take a step that has nothing to do with this job to keep you going in your job search. Whether that's applying for another job, whether that's reaching out for a coffee chat on LinkedIn, whether that's reaching out to a colleague that you used to work with that's at this cool company now, just you are going to do something. Updating your LinkedIn, that's a great one. Yes. We have an episode that's just recently come out about that. That is a very proactive step for you to focus on. I want to say that the golden standard here is to apply for a separate job, but I'm going to give you some leniency. I'm going to because maybe there's not any at right this second that you love. I'm not going to give you any leniency. I'm only going to give leniency to people who are internally applying where their jobs are really limited. Anyone else who is actively applying, you have to apply for another job. I'm sorry. I'm laying down the law. Okay. The boss vetoed me. Sarah said it. Do it. You can have all those other ideas if you're in that scenario where jobs don't ever come up for your profession or your internal. Only if that's the case. Otherwise, you've got to find something else and apply for it. And this is going to do a couple of things. A, it's going to make us feel in control because that's what we're seeking before by trying to analyze all those situations. We're going to feel empowered. We're going to feel like all our eggs aren't in one basket. And it's just something to take our mind off it, to channel our energy to. And that is going to be great because a lot of people make the mistakes there where they apply for one job, really excited about it, and then go, ah, I'm going to take a break. That is just not the right thing to do. You have to push ahead. Or I see people applying for heaps and heaps of different things. They're really active. Then they get an interview and they go to the interview and they're really excited and they think that they're in with a shot. And so they stop doing anything else. They've stopped all their other activities and all they're doing now, all that attention is on waiting. Of course, you're going to ruminate. Sarah, give the dating analogy. Go on, I knew you were going to. Go on. How did Go you on. know that? Because oh, I know it's you. It's the same thing. Like um, that movie, He's Just Not That Into You, where she's like literally sitting by the phone and then she goes and checks, maybe the phone's not plugged in, maybe the whatever. It's like you just start completely obsessing. And then the movie goes like once she stops worrying about those things and does stuff for herself that she actually enjoys, I think she ends up cutting the phone cord out of the wall anyway to be like, I don't even care anymore. Slay, I love that. Yeah, and like, hey, don't I don't recommend like turning off your phone and ignoring calls or whatever. But if you turn all your energy to waiting for one thing, thing, it will drive you to do things that you wouldn't normally do and to spiral. You need to channel that energy elsewhere. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep. It takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. Now, quick note on boundaries. I think this is a hard part also of the spiraling is when you're job seeking, often you tell the people in your life, your mum, your sister, your partner, your best friend, and you might tell them, oh, yes, really excited going for this job. It's sounding promising. I've had my second interview, blah, blah, blah. They said I'm meant to hear back on Friday. 
And then every time you speak to these people, they're like, have you heard back from the job? Have you heard back from the job? And of course they mean well. They're just so excited for you. They want to keep up to date, but that can be really triggering. And if you're already on this cliff of spiraling and then in the same day you've had your mum and bestie check in to go, have you heard anything? That's going to fuel the anxiety and make you go, oh my God, they're right. Well, have that. I did. No, they're, they're only following up because they are meant to have got back to me by now. So here is a boundaries recommendation for me. If you need to send a group message, copy and paste the same message to everyone in your life and say, Hey everyone, I'm so excited that you're all so stoked for me in this job search. I'm struggling with the check-ins. I know it means well, but I'm struggling with waiting. And when I get asked by you guys how it's going, I spiral a little bit. So is it okay? I promise I will tell you as soon as I hear back from them, but maybe just ask me, how's the job search going instead of, you know, has this specific person or have you applied for any others? Or they can still chat to you about it, but don't come in clutch with that. Have you heard yet? Because it's going to spiral you more. And I have no doubt that your loving, well-meaning, beautiful friends and family and loved ones will take this on board. Of course. Why would they want to stress you out more? They'll say, oh, absolutely. Not a worry. So that's another thing that you can control that will bring inner peace. And you can say like, if I want to talk about it, I'll bring it up. But I'd prefer that if you don't make every conversation reminding me about my job search, it's stressing me out. And look, I would never do a group message. That's you, Em. I would never do that. No, I wouldn't put everyone in. I wouldn't put everyone in. Yeah, but I would never like send that out in writing. I don't know. Whatever. Do You do you. But I would tell them next time they asked, hey, I know you mean well, but Every time I get asked, it makes me even more disappointed and almost embarrassed to have to tell you that nothing's happened yet. Yeah. Look, everyone knows their people and their life the best. Do whatever makes sense. Yeah, exactly. But I think it's a really good one to talk about because everyone is just meeting well and it can feel even worse when you have to tell everyone what's going on. For sure. Now, we're going to go into some self-care because the other element that we see of people that are ruminating and stressing about this is a lack of self-confidence. Everyone is starting to doubt themselves. Their insecurities are rearing their head and it can bring out, you know, make you think about everything you could have done better or the bits that you don't love about yourself or the gaps in your knowledge. Maybe in the interview it made you feel like, oh, you should have years ago, you should have gone to university when you had the opportunity and gotten that degree and whatever. And all these things suddenly start coming up. It can bring out that awful inner critic. So we're going to tell that inner critic to fuck off. So what we're going to do (laughs) is we're going to write down five amazing things about us. Heck, 10 or 20, as many as you can think of. Fill up a whole damn journal. I've never heard you say that before. Heck. Heck. Is that funny? Heck, you should do that. Heck. It's really funny. Go for it. Uh, (laughs) But seriously, these things must not be related to the job search. You are an amazing friend. You are a great parent. You are really good at that hobby that you like. 
you are taking care of yourself. Look how much you're putting yourself out there by trying and applying and you conquered your fear by going for this interview. You make people feel seen. You're investing in yourself. You're investing in yourself by listening to this podcast and trying new things. You reach out to people and look after them because you are a great person in people's lives. All these different things I want you to think about. It could be tiny. It could even be like you made a great decision this morning and you got out of bed before you snoozed your alarm or something. Things that you're grateful for for that day, just we're going to channel out our energy into not the job search. We don't want it taking over our life, okay? The other thing I think is really helpful here is a bit of a mindset shift on what this means about you because I think that's where that can come from sometimes. People feel like if they're rejecting me, they're rejecting me, the person, and saying I am no good and they don't want me. Yes. Oh, I hope that wasn't too triggering for everybody to hear. It was almost triggering for me to say that people, oh, they don't want you. But it's not that at all. They are only looking at you for your skills that you can give to the organization. They're looking at your skills in that particular organization at that particular time in the economy, at that particular time in the organization. It's very niche. It's very niche. For the price that you're looking for and the experience that you have, all of that factors in. Sometimes it's not about having more experience. I think that's what a lot of people go wrong with that. It's not about more experience. It's all these other fit things. And importantly, None of those things have anything to do with your value as a person. Absolutely not. Mic drop. Great. So let's talk. What are you going to do? Let's get more practical on you've applied for another job. You've thought about some positive things. Maybe you've had a little debrief with some of your friends and family. Yeah. You've told your family to please stop bringing it up. Yeah. Now we're going to set ourselves a time frame. And there's going to be a couple of different timeframes. We're going to pick two different things. One, you're going to pick a time where you're going to follow up. Now, I am allowing you, if you're listening to this episode, one follow-up. It's not because you're going to be annoying. It's got nothing to do with that. You can follow up as many times as you want. But I don't want this job to occupy your brain for the rest of time. So I want you to have the idea in your head that you are going to do one really solid follow-up and then after that you're going to leave it. Very reasonable. Like I said, you can do as many as you want, but I don't want this to live rent-free in your head forever. So I want you to set yourself that. You're going to pick a day. Okay, when am I going to follow up? If they were meant to get back to you Friday, follow up Monday. Don't follow up Friday. Follow up the day after or even a day after that. Pick a day. A couple of days after when you expected to hear, that's when you're going to send a follow-up. We have a template for this. I think you can check out our Instagram. There's like a little email template there. And I think there's an episode we have about this. If there is, I'll link it below. And then you're going to set another deadline, a time frame. What's the second one, Em? Tell us about that. A time frame of when you're going to totally move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a breakup. We're like, all right, we're going to be sad. Well, we're not even going to be sad. It's No, that's not a good analogy because we're not wallowing until we find out. But it's just a mental note of like, right, I'm giving them three weeks and this will depend on how things have flowed. Like if it was slow from the start and, you know, it took three weeks for you to have the interview after first hearing from them, maybe it's three weeks. If it's all been super snappy, maybe it's a week. Like pick whatever makes sense that after this date, it is totally out of my head. I'm totally going to move on. And only good things can come from this because A, you're going to genuinely move on and you're going to find something else and you're going to move in new directions. Something else will come up. And if you don't, you do that anyway. 
and then they happen to come knocking when you're already hypothetically in another stage or interview, what's wrong with that? Now you've got a bit more bargaining power, perhaps. And if they offer you a job, great. You get to consider it. Totally bargaining power. And even if you decided not to take that job, you can then use that offer to help your next one go faster. Only good things can come from this process. But I want to have a really small caveat. Now, I know this is not most people, but you may be tempted to go into salt the earth mode. Salt the <laughs> Burn earth. Burn the house down and salt the earth. Well, it's like as of this time frame, they've lost the opportunity. Yes. It's a red flag. I'm not going to accept it. I'm done. Moving on is for us, for our peace of mind. We need to free up the mind, the mental load to be able to put our energy to new things. We're not picking a date to totally move on as in, F you, how could you have done this? What a waste of my time. We don't bring that energy here because that brings us no good. It doesn't serve us. It does. Oh, I have a, my favorite quote about this. I'm sure I've told you before, and you're going to roll your eyes because I use it all the time, I think. It's holding a grudge. Have you, have you heard this? Do you know what I'm going to say? No, but it's probably going to be something generic like holding a grudge only hurts the rope holder, not the rope grabber or something. <laughs> oh, that one's kind of nice. No, it's not that. Holding a grudge is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Mm, so true. You are the one who suffers. They don't know out there that you have decided not to take the job. You are the one who is suffering by taking on that mindset and bringing on that negativity. We are moving on positively. Yes, because then what happens if in a week they hit you up and you've done all this witchy shit and blacklisted them, yeah. <laughs> then it's a bit awkward, isn't it? You're like, oh, God, I've already talked shit to everyone about them. I've made a fucking shrine of evil shrine of them like what, what, what? then you're just missing out on the job that you once loved like no shrines no shrines you got out you got out the voodoo doll or you've decided it's a red flag or whatever no we're not doing any of that we're not making any judgments we're just setting a time where we're moving on gracefully moving on taking other actions in your job search or mentally just putting it to rest now the very last thing that i've seen people do that i think doesn't help you is when you turn into a job stalker this doesn't mean that you're actually taking any action and you're following up or whatever. I just think that's pretty rare for people to actually get annoying with their follow-ups. I've hardly ever seen that happen. But I have had people tell me that they so, so wanted a job that they never ended up hearing back from. And they followed that company and they like refreshed every other day to see when somebody else joined the organization and had that job title, to see who got it, looked at their job history. Then they looked at the man. Like just, I know that you want closure. I know that's what you want. That's what everyone listening to this wants. Just don't be that person. I don't think that anything good is going to come from you trying to look for a reason or coming up with here's why that person got the job or solving that mystery. I really think you need to let it go. And if nothing that we said just helped you, just remember we are literally a speck of dust on a floating ball and it doesn't mean <laughs> anything. It's not that serious. <laughs> It never really was. It never was. That's serious. That's serious. Um, <laughs> but for real, it's not that serious and things will get better. And like try and make a joke out of it. That's my coping mechanism. Like <laughs> why am I stressing myself sick about a big corporation that wants me to be their little puppet because I have a silly little set of skills that people pay me for because we made up the concept of money so that we could yeah. function and yes. money is just made up numbers in my little bank account. Like, 
It's all a bit silly. It is. And hey, I, I we used this last time and I'm going to use this again because I think this is so real. If you are listening to this podcast, you are a different kind of person than a lot of people out there. You are the kind of person who works on yourself, who believes that you can get better at things. That's half the battle. Honestly, hundred percent. The reason why we don't like why I'm a little bit scared of posting more on TikTok is because it puts your content in front of people who don't want to see it, and I'm not about that. I'm not convincing someone why they have to prep for the interview. If they don't want to prep, then they shouldn't prep. You guys are here because you have found us. Yes. You're here because you sought this out or you got it recommended to you. And instead of just going, oh, yeah, I'll have to take a listen, you went, yes, I need to take a listen. And you looked us up and you're here in this little corner of the internet because you want to be. You're a type A hustler and you will go far in life. Everything will work out. Now, in all of those episodes, we have in this whole series of listen to this insert situation, we've done some breathing. So we're just going to do a couple breaths to round it out. We're just going to do two. Ready? In. Out. Oh, we breathe differently. Out. Now, repeat after me three times. Sarah, you're going to be the listener. I am the shit. I am the shit. I am the shit. I am the shit. I'm going to shoot my shot. I have already shot my shot. Great opportunities are coming to me. (laughs) Great opportunities are coming to me. Everything works out for me. Yeah, the lucky girl, lucky girl syndrome. I use that all the time and it always works. It just, you know what, I don't necessarily believe that it like changes the world or whatever, but what I do believe is it changes your frame of reference and your attention net and there's a part of your brain that basically shifts what you pay attention to. You know, when you're getting a new car and you start noticing all the other cars that match that same one, it's the same thing. When you tell yourself you are lucky and good things happen to you, you start to notice the good things. They were already going to happen, but you're paying attention to them instead of the bad stuff. And that's what we're going to do. That's what this is all about. So this has been a bit of a longer one, but I think you need it because those other ones are just for like a very short little snappy window of time. They're for a time crunch. It's like before the interview. This is a long winded. You've got two weeks to listen to this. So I know. Yeah. We're allowed to take our time. Repeat it if you have to. I want to know, did you like it? Did it work? You catch yourself spiralling. Listen to this or else. Put it back on. Yep. Put it back on again. Let us know if this one helped. We love to hear it. We see how many times people listen. So that will also tell us as well. But we also want you to say, was there a piece in here that really resonated, that really clicked you out of that obsession and spiral? And let me know what the next episode of this series should be. Yes. We did have this request from a listener. Listen to this when. Tell me. Listen to this when you just got the call. Listen to this. Yeah. What are the other scenarios that we should cover? This is the support part of our podcast. It's advice and inspiration all the rest of the time. And this one's the support episode. Maybe listen to this before you're about to resign. That is anxiety inducing. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Tell us if you want it. Good luck out there. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify, or better yet, tell someone about the show. That's how we can hit the charts and we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. If 
we've been your job search besties and helped you in some way, there's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming. <laughs>